The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. It's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams over the course of seven years. Classic journeyman. Now I got a bunch of media gigs, like calling some NFL games on CBS this year. That was announced yesterday. I'll talk more about that on tomorrow's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You got to get your fantasy fix with the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Of course, if you're in either the NFL draft or college football, or like a lot of you, Betting on college football, you need to make sure you're listening to the College Draft Podcast. We're a month away from week zero. Emery Hunt and myself will be making some bets against the spread on that College Draft Podcast. This is one of the top five NFL betting podcasts in the world. We're pretty proud of that. We thank all of you that spread the word either at the water cooler or via social media, friends and family, whatever. Those of you that rate and review the show or subscribe. The star of this show, well, it's none other than my guy, Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It's the Super Contest at the Westgate. Steve won it not once, but twice. Check him out on social media, at Fezzik Sports. I, of course, am at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. Love those of you that take advantage of any of our sponsors or become a patron, patreon.com slash RT Media, where we post, by the way, all of our official plays, some of which we're even going to have today which is wild. Speaking of wild, Steve, we got training camps opening. There's already some some minor injuries. There's news. I mean, it feels like stuff's happening. Yeah, I'm waiting for the player injury reports to include uh, possible speculation that players have been betting on games and may well be getting suspended. This is becoming a bigger and bigger deal, Ross. 
It absolutely is. Um, I mean, another guy now, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but this DN for the Broncos, I'm really amazed by it, Steve. I, I mean, you know, I've talked with young people like our producer, Jack, and he says that a lot of young people bet. And I guess they're just so used to their phones and doing stuff and feeling like they can do whatever. I mean, when I played, Steve, you were not allowed to bet on anything. And so we just didn't. Like, I, I'm, I, 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 I don't understand why this is so difficult. I'm a little surprised the NFL even, like, gave them the ability to do that. And what's also interesting to me is how the NFL, this is a point of emphasis, apparently – no NHL guys bet on anything because there's never a scandal with them. And yet I can speak for hockey guys love to gamble. I live in Vegas. I see them out in the casinos, Ross. Yeah. Well, maybe they're not, maybe they're not, maybe they're smart enough to not be betting on NHL games, which uh, is what a lot of these guys have gotten in trouble for. It really is wild when you think about it. Speaking of wild, we've got, all of these camps opening up around the NFL, we have we're nine days away, Steve, from the Hall of Fame game. So next week, we will really dial in on how to bet preseason, how to bet the Hall of Fame game, preseason do's and don'ts. But because we got preseason action next week, I wanted to start this week going over some of your top five mistakes that people make when betting season win totals or futures. Cause I feel like over the next, you know, month and a half, next six weeks, a lot of our listeners, a lot of people are going to be betting futures, betting season win totals. And we want them to avoid some of these costly mistakes that people make. I know you have some, some official bets you want to make NFL wise, Steve, towards the end of the show. So grades, please make sure that you're tracking these bets that Steve makes and uh, we'll do them separately than our bets during the season. These will be futures bets, but we'll still track them accordingly. But let's start with some of the mistakes, Steve, that people make this time of year, such as too many needle in the haystack long shot bets. Number one. Yes, and these first three mistakes, I'm all going to lump in with, I'm going to throw mainstream sports betting media under the bus here. Um, To be fair, most of the folks that are out there and suggesting bets are rather attractive, very entertaining, and they're giving the audience what they want. But the problem is you won't win. And what do I mean by you won't win? It's too hard that... The dastardly bookie has so much vig in these long shot bets and in these uh, bets that are needle in the haystacks. You know, there was a wrestler in the 70s. There's no way you heard of him. His name was Haystack Calhoun. All right. He was like 500 pounds. He wore these big overalls. He was beyond impressive. But you know what the problem with Haystack was? He never won a big match ever, ever. And that's about your chance of cashing in on these needle in the haystack bets. So if you want to talk about and analyze who's going to win coach of the year, defensive player of the year, offensive player of the year, who's going to win the conferences, who's going to win the divisions. Well, have fun with it, but recognize the pros 
are not looking typically to make, make very many bets, if any, on those sort of wagers. All right, so number one is you, people have too many needle-in-the-haystack long-shot bets in their portfolio. They're just so tempting, though, Steve. The thing that is crazy, people really a lot of times believe they're getting value from some of them. And oftentimes you hear, oh, all I need is for this team to go ahead and make the playoffs, and then I can earn off of it by betting I guess the other side. And the problem with that is that a lot of these teams aren't supposed to make the playoffs. So, you know, right off the bat, you know, you're, yeah, you can earn off of it if your team overachieves by two standard deviations, but 75% of the time you're drawn dead by week 12 on some of these bets. Number two, number two, the same game parlay. It's sexy. It's fun. You know what? You want to bet five or $10 on something and put seven different legs down, that's fine. But don't keep looking at the lottery winners that are hitting these 12 team same game parlays. And, you know, that's great that people are winning the lottery, but a lot of people are playing the lottery also. And if a million people play the lotteries, one guy's going to win $400,000. That doesn't mean those are good wagers in general. Just stay away from the, uh, the big parlays. What would you say to people that like those because they're fun? Go ahead and play them for a few dollars. It's fine. You know, entertainment value. Last time I checked, you know what? I live on a golf course. I don't jump over the fence and start screaming at people. How could you pay that much money to play golf? You know, but recognize you're not earning doing this. This is just a form of entertainment. Number three, stop playing so many skill position players over. I would say when I'm consuming media and recommended bets are being made, three out of four at least are saying, you know, Kirk Cousins over. Dude's going to have another big production year. Justin Jefferson and company, et cetera. Well, you know what? I just watched the quarterback. I don't know. I'm sure you're watching it, Ross. But those guys, and you lived it, they get the hell beat out of them. And injuries are just a... a are going to happen more and more. And I also firmly believe with the 17 game schedule that like the NBA, the NFL is going to have to eventually go to more load management. And you're going to see some players that would have played in 2005 that are going to take games off in 2023. Really? You disagree, huh? Well, you mean, um, air on the side of caution more with injuries. Yes, exactly right. Where a player is um, questionable and either he won't play or he'll have his workload greatly reduced. Whereas I think they did back 20 years ago, I think they did whatever they could to get the, the, the number one running back and get his carries. And who cares what the impact on him would be down the road? I think there's some truth to that, that they... Um... That I think they are a little bit more longer term thinking, a little bit more conscious of it with the longer season now than they used to be. I think they're more willing. I think before it was like, as soon as the guy can get back out there, put him out there. Now it's like, we don't want it to happen again. We'd rather err on the side of having him sit out one more week. I do think there's some truth to that. All right, so, so far, number one, 
Too many needle in the haystack long shot bets. Number two, there's too many people looking to play big payout parlays, same game parlays. Number three, too many people playing too many skill position players over. What's the number four mistake, most common mistake people make when betting preseason futures or win totals? They're not focused enough on the readily beatable markets, specifically the season win numbers and the game of the years. DraftKings is dealing every game in the NFL right now, weeks one through 18. So why would you go through and analyze who you like week one? That's the hardest week to beat right now. Take a look at the other weeks. Go through the schedules. Look for the opportunities there. That is where the really good bets are right now, in my opinion. And people don't want to do that because it ties up their money. I get it, but that's where your bigger edges are. Why is that? Because people have already analyzed the week one and there's been significant line moves and the market is you know, very efficient in economics terms. Whereas by the time you get to week three in the NFL, I would call it yeah, maybe a semi-efficient market. There's still inefficiencies there. And you get if you, the deeper you go into the season, the more the market just becomes basically they're the openers and people really haven't bet into them that heavily because they don't want to tie up their money for three months. Tell you what's really efficient, drinking Labatt Blue Light with friends, family, <laughs> heck, strangers. I may or may not be having a couple of Labatt Blue Lights with some listeners tonight. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, Steve, let's do it. Fifth and final biggest, most common mistake that our listeners or viewers, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, need to avoid when it comes to betting on futures or season win totals. You have to have as many outs as possible. And what do I mean by outs? That can actually be, you could have multiple outs at one sports book. Look at DraftKings. They're awesome. You know why, Ross? Because they're dealing two numbers on each and every game of the NFL. Not only are they dealing a point spread, they're dealing a money line also. So boom, right off the bat, you've got two opportunities. You can choose. You like a game, you can choose to play the spread or the money line, whichever one is better, right here at DraftKings. So that right there, you get two for one. You've got one sports book, but you got two outs at that sports book. I love that. But um, the more outs and the more places to shop, the better off you are. Um, that one you've talked about before. That That's a big one. I think most people just probably get an app on their phone, and that's the one they use, right? Absolutely. And that, nothing wrong with that if you're betting $5, $10 a game. But you know what? You're betting 500 a game and you lay three and a half and the, your team wins by three. Well, you just you just lost $550 when you should have pushed. So go ahead and make sure you don't have to have 12 outs, 20 outs. Make sure I would say you have three at a minimum, though, if you're a serious better. Absolute minimum. All right. So, Steve, let's get to now some of the bets you like weeks two, three, and four. And for clarity's sake, Anything Steve has said, you know, or we either one of us has said so far this summer, these have been some of the bets we like, some of the things we we typically only grade the regular season and the playoffs, the bets that we make 
here on the Even Money Podcast on Tuesdays that week. We typically have not graded our futures or our season win totals or anything like that. We're going to do a separate grade that our guy grades, our Australian sensation, will track. Starting today, we're going to do some some specific bets ahead of time that Steve really likes that we're going to count. I mean, it's going to count against Steve's Steve's evaluation for the year, and 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 we're going to track it. So these are official plays, which is very exciting. It's July, and we got some official plays, Steve, that you are doing week two, Sunday, September 17th. What do you got? Yeah, we're going to go Denver Broncos. We're not going to lay the three and a half. We're going to lay minus 170 on the money line. Um, not to get into all the details, but the math is better playing minus 170. And further, Denver has a long history, weeks one and two, in the NFL of winning outright at home. A big part of that, I firmly believe NFL players are not in full game shape coming out of the preseason. And where does that show up the most? In altitude, when you have to travel. Denver plays week one at home, then they get week two at home. So the Washington comes to their crib into altitude across the country. Denver minus 170. A-OK if you want to lay three and a half also, but minus 170 is the better uh, play, and I'm on that for two units. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with you on that one. Really early for Sam Howell, but he'll have a game, so you'll see what the new OC is doing. So it's not going to be that much of a surprise for Denver defensively what Eric Bieniemy is doing with Hal. And you're right. I, I do. I have some faith in Sean Payton and Russell Wilson in Denver. It'll be out there. I'm going to go with you on that one. That is a best bet. Denver minus 170 on the money line. The best bet. All right. What else you got for week two? Let's go to Dallas, Big D. You know, the Cowboys are better than the Jets. The Jets are getting all the hype, but um, Cowboys are the better team. They're minus 135. You can lay minus two and a half, lay 15, but minus 135, again, is the better bet. And the spot's horrible for the Jets. The Jets have a showdown, Monday Night Football, home against the Bills. And then they, they have to go ahead, win or lose, and go to Dallas. Dallas wins this game, two units, Dallas minus 135. Um, I think there's a pretty good chance of that as well. I like that bet, Steve. I'm not going to go in on that one with you, uh, but, man, that's tough for the Jets. Monday night, home opener against the Bills. Then they got to go out to Dallas. Um, That's a good call by you. All right, what about week three? There's a Thursday game you like in week three. Yeah, and those these first two games were awesome spots for the teams. Frankly, this isn't an awesome spot. Uh, the 49ers, they're hosting the Giants. Uh, they're laying six. It's the first home game for San Francisco, but I can't get past this number. Ross, the Niners, they're supposed to win 11 games this year. The Giants, they're supposed to win seven and a half. There is such a disparity in the power ratings between these two teams, and with the Niners at home only having to lay six, I have to do it. That's a best. That's a two-unit play for me. San Fran minus six. I I can't do that one. I don't know the quarterback health situation for the Niners. That's tough for me. Um, that one I'm going to lay off of. I don't like laying that many points. Um, 
All right, let's get to Sunday, September 24th. So that would still be week three then. Yeah, it's late September. And as Rod Stewart once said, I really should be back betting the NFL. And I am. The Pittsburgh Steelers in late September at Las Vegas. Minus 120 for Pittsburgh. I love this bet. Pittsburgh's not better than Vegas. Pittsburgh's way better than Las Vegas. Pittsburgh is an above average team. And the Raiders are a bottom six team in the NFL with no home field advantage. Imagine the number of Pittsburgh Steelers fans that are going to be at Allegiant Stadium for this game. At least half the crowd will be rooting for the Steelers. Bold prediction, the Steelers are going to close minus three or higher. We're going to lay minus 120 right now. Two units, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Um, I kind of like that one. I, I mean that that one makes a bunch of sense to me because I I do think the Steelers might end up being favored in that one. That rivalry used to be so so awesome. Um, kind of want to see Jimmy G first week or two. Look, I I totally get it. You're getting the value now. I I, I prefer to have a little bit more information on some of these. All right, and then. Last but not least, Steve, you got a week four bet. Yeah, let's go October 1st. Indianapolis Colts plus one hosting the Rams. Russ, this is betting 101. I have the better team. All right, just by a little bit, not a lot, but I firmly believe the Colts are the better team than the Rams this year. And they're home and they're catching points. They're not laying, they're catching. That just does not compute. Colts plus one, two units. Love it almost as much as I love playing best ball on DraftKings. It is amazing. This year, best ball on DraftKings is bigger than ever. $10 million in guaranteed cash prize up for grabs. If you guys haven't played best ball, by far the best way to play fantasy football. Not even close. You just do the draft, and then during the season, they automatically put your best quarterback, your best two running backs, your best three receivers into the lineup each week based on how many points they scored. Do not wait to get in on these. They're so fun. Head to the DraftKings app, sign up with code Ross, and start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. Only on DraftKings with Code Ross. All right. So we got one, two, three, four, five. This is very symmetrical, Steve. We got five best bets from you, or five bets from you, five official plays from you. We got the five most common mistakes that people make when it comes to betting on futures or season win totals. And let's let's cap things off with an email question because I love. When people take advantage of any of our sponsors on the sponsor page at RossTucker.com and then ask you a question. Let's do it. Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to Ask Steve. The email address is always Ross at RossTucker.com. Can't highly recommend enough that you become a patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media so you can see all the official plays on our private Slack channel in black and white. You can even just take the screenshot or take the actual file as opposed to trying to jot them down. 
I speaking of jotting down, I don't know who this question's from, Steve. Unfortunately, I screwed that up. But uh, they're asking about a three-game parlay, and the question is: Let's say I have a three-game parlay. I get the first two legs right. Should I flip my bet on the third? Statistically and math probability-wise, is it like the classic three doors in the movie 21? Or are they mutually exclusive to make no impact? Example, if I have $100 to win $500 on three games, first two right, do I bet $600 on opposite team of thir- on third to increase my odds, the probability of three correct in a row is very slim. But if I move the third bet, it's basically 50-50. I know not exactly. Or am I an idiot and that makes no sense? It makes complete sense. I could write an entire book on this question. And yet I have to answer it in 24 seconds. So uh, you're never going to bet 100 to win 500 because you're a sharp better. You're going to get six to one. So you could bet a hundred to win 600. You're essentially laying just under minus 110 on each leg. You're never going to hedge that third game unless there was a huge line move. And suddenly you like the other side back. So let's say you play a three team parlay and you laid three on the third leg. And now the line's six. Well, now maybe you take plus six the other way. And because you've anticipated a line move, but that's an extreme uh, situation that rarely is going to happen. The bottom line is, if you didn't want the third team and you're going to hedge it all anyways, well, they should have played a two-team parlay and you shouldn't even be playing parlays. So the answer to the question is no, do not play back at all. Roll the dice, but recognize one of the big flaws of parlays is Kelly Criterion betting says, bet 2% of your bankroll approximately on each and every play. So what happens if you bet 1% of your bankroll on a three-team parlay? Well, then you're essentially betting 4% of your bankroll on that third leg or nothing, depending upon if the first two doors, if you will, in this example, win. So if you open up the first two doors and you're successful and you hit your first two legs, now you're betting way too much on the third leg. So just don't play three-team parlays. That's the answer ultimately, but don't hedge it. Wow. That is really, really interesting. Because I, 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 I know I talked to other people People always wonder about that, Steve. They always wonder, does it make sense? Is there a dollar amount I bet on the other team so I guarantee myself at least X amount of return? Yeah, and the only exception to the rule is that, say, you play like a 10-team parlay, like on a parlay card, and you got really good numbers, and that's why you're playing the 10-team parlay, and it's life-changing money, and you're about to cash like a $50,000. Well, if your normal bet size is 100 and now you got 50,000 coming in, obviously you got to protect that and lock in some profits. So if it's a really big number that's coming in, um, life, any type of life-changing money or bankroll-changing money, then you do need to protect it. But you don't hedge it all the way. You protect some of it. Check him out on social media, at Fezzik Sports. He is the man. Next week we will dive into preseason NFL betting 101 to get you ready for the Hall of Fame game and all the other preseason action. Very much looking forward to that. Check me out at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. 
Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.